T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It was like a bad car accident last night. We just couldn't look away. What a bizarre game. Jets, Raiders. What did we learn, Perloff? Well, quite a bit. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. So glad to have you on CBS Sports Radio. Aaron Rodgers hovers over this whole thing. Every time the Jets play a game, he's there on the sideline. We get another update on his status where he told Melissa Stark uh, reportedly that he expects to be back in December. But the Jets lose this game last night if you didn't stay awake for this field goal fest. Zach Wilson uh, threw another pick at the end of the game when they had a chance to go and score a touchdown. That was one bad thing that happened. There were a hundred mistakes in this game. Like I said, it was it was like so bad yet couldn't look away. Yeah, so have you ever seen an injured player who got more camera time than Aaron Rodgers in the history of the sport? And do you believe this is true, Maggie? You're good at detecting uh, sort of fake stories. Yes. Is he really calling all these plays and getting involved? Like the extent of his involvement in the offense, is he, is he basically a co-offensive coordinator or is this just a narrative? Well, I don't know if I'd be bragging about that. <laughs> I don't think these play calls, this is not like, you know, basically what the Jets' offense has become is Zach Wilson for as many fall back, you know, bad traits and and, and shortcomings yeah. that this young quarterback has. He is athletic and he's got a hell of an arm, so he is able to make some plays. He actually did have some timing plays last night, and the Jets' defense has has been good this entire year. Like, wait, 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 the, Zach Wilson. Yes, I see what you're saying. He is yeah. athletic. He does have that arm. But they didn't score a touchdown last night. Not only that, they haven't scored a touchdown since, I believe, the first quarter of the Giants game. Yeah. They're like the, they're <laughs> like the 2,000 Ravens without that. the wins. I I don't see anything there. And now my question is, what's the point of coming back here? I don't even know what's the point of coming back next year. This Jets team is oh, so boy. bad. Can the Jets offense ever get it going? He can't come back in mid-December to this. Well, they're four and five now. And this AFC, as we and many others predicted, we're going to have a lot of teams who are really good. And maybe not all of them were were as good as we thought, but you're going to have so many teams fighting for this wild card. I don't see how the Jets are going to get themselves back into contention here unless Rodgers comes back. I mean, I don't think you have – they might be too far out of it by that point, but what the AFC North is doing – what the AFC South, hello, Houston Texans, we'll get to that. You've got a lot of other good wild card candidates here. I just don't see how the Jets yeah. keep themselves in this race. But they're still on TV all the time. We get been force-fed them in prime time. 
So I think Aaron Rodgers is going to look at that. I think he's going to try, and I think this is a terrible idea, to put a 39, 40-year-old quarterback, I'm sorry. He'll be 40 in December. He'll be 40, who's coming off a torn Achilles to go to a 6-7 and seven Jets team. This is the worst idea we've ever seen in NFL history. He's going to get hurt. <laughs> this is a yes. Hall of Fame quarterback who wants to play next year. He should just shut it down. I, I don't know why we're buying into this. He's got to shut it down because there's going to be nothing to come back to next year. If he comes back and risk injury again with an Achilles that's been sort of surgically repaired, this feels insane to me. It is. It is insane. That's why it feels insane. But there is nobody in the Jets organization who's going to tell him no. I mean, he's on a crusade right now no. to come back to like put a thumb in the eye of like science. I, I don't know. Roger's <laughs> got a lot of agendas going on right now. And I, I think he is going to come back to try to prove a point. And it's just a question. Should he, I mean, especially last night, that was, that was a big loss. Now on the flip side for the Raiders, this is probably the smartest move that the Raiders have made in, I don't know, a decade, which is you fire your head coach before you play the Giants and the Jets. Yeah. Like, this Good is timing. the smart move. <laughs> you got to look at the schedule and think, all right, where are our winnable games here? Oh, yeah, home for the Giants and the Jets. Now, you know, I didn't think that was like an amazingly well-coached game, but you're 2-0 and under interim head coach Antonio Pierce, and the vibes are great. Oh, they're they're wonderful. Let's uh, let's check it in two weeks on that Antonio Pierce project. 10-point underdogs versus Miami this week at Miami. Then they got the Chiefs coming into town. Uh, you better up your game as an entire team. If they play that game last night that they played against the Jets, against the Chiefs, they're going to lose by 30 points. So this is this another very bad team, which is 5-5. Five and five. I don't think that record speaks to where they are right now. Yes, they have two great players, Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs, yeah. on offense. And I guess you can run Josh, like they did last night, run Josh Jacobs into a close game. I just think that they don't have, with Aiden O'Connell, a quarterback, they're going to pick him apart once they get three weeks of tape. There were so many plays where he could have hit Devontae Adams even more than he did. I think this quarterback situation, a rookie fourth-round quarterback, it's not Aiden O'Connell's fault. They're going to get tape on him, and this is going to be ugly. You know, it's funny, and we, I want to hear from Antonio Pierce, but Aiden O'Connell you know, looks like a rookie, and I get why they did this, right? It's like if you are going to make these big changes and you're going to fire Josh McDaniels, then of course Jimmy G takes a seat, and of course you got to see what the rookie has. But now you're kind of like, you're right here in this sort of fringe of the playoff race and Jimmy G is clearly the better quarterback, and he's sitting there, presumably healthy yeah. on the sideline. If I'm a Raider fan, I kind of feel conflicted about that because Jimmy is would clearly be an upgrade over Aiden O'Connell. Oh well, Jimmy was pretty bad last time we saw him on the field. He, you know, he's that's been running Josh McDaniels' of- offense. Maybe it's bet. Maybe it's different this time when you can pass the ball when you can hand the ball off to Josh Jacobs 25 times a game. I don't know. Uh, I mean, Jimmy looks injured. He looks inaccurate. Everything that Jimmy, he was 10 for 21 for 121 yards in his last game against the Lions defense, which just got torched by yep. Justin Herbert. I, I don't think Jimmy has it this year either. I, I think the team is has these stars at the top and these names that we know, but underneath, they're just rebuilding. So they're going to go five and they're, they're five and five now. Chiefs, Dolphins, if they fall to five and seven, I think the narrative changes really quickly on this team. Kind of like, okay. You know, we have an interim coach, a rookie quarterback. What are we really doing here? Let's build for the future. Here's Antonio Pierce on the message to the It's football. You know, not everything's going to go your, your way. Uh, nobody's trying to make a mistake. <laughs> Nobody does anything on purpose to have a bad call or, you know, do something silly. Um, and like I told these guys at the very beginning, we're all fortunate to be in the National Football League. We're all f- fortunate to work for a great organization 
fan base and alumni. And when you come to work every day, do it with a smile. Because uh, one day that door's going to close, you're not going to be able to walk in there no more. Well, and they were smoking cigars yet again in the locker room. I mean, the smoking cigars, that's their thing now. That's fine. It's its cool. Like I said, the vibes are all good. Um, yeah, I think if you're a Raider fan, you were just happy with a little glimpse of something good after all the dysfunction. Definitely, but let me ask you a question. If you're a Raiders fan and Antonio Pierce wins some games here yeah. and they hire him, where are you as a team where you have a former NFL linebacker who's a defensive coach in the AFC West with your best player on offense being a running back? Is that a formula for success in today's NFL? Well, and who knows if the running back's even going to be there. You yeah. franchise tagged him already. You definitely need another quarterback. You, Obviously. You need, well, I mean, Aiden O'Connell could develop. I think Pierce loves him. Maybe they go back with Aiden O'Connell. I just wonder if if that's really this identity under Antonio Pierce is not a. I don't think anybody wants to hire a defensive coach anymore. I think everybody's going to want to hire an offensive coach. If they bring in a new quarterback, you're going to want. I, I think the owner Mark Davis is going to want an offensive genius. So I think that's really Antonio Pierce's biggest hurdle to get this job full time. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. It's funny you see that on the other side, right, with the Jets. Yeah. Where this offense thing. is so just. Not impactful. Like, they right. just they cannot score touchdowns. There's no chance you can win in the NFL. I mean, I know they've won some games with their defense, but it just becomes so much harder, and they have a defensive head coach. So, like, where do you go when the offense yep. needs something big? Who, yep. who do you turn to if the head coach is the defensive guy? Similar issue. So, I mean, the Jets are going all in on Ben Johnson in the offseason. I assume the Lions offensive coordinator or this guy on the Texans is emerging out of nowhere. They need, they have a great defense. They have a great defense. So bring in an offensive genius and hope to fix this team. The problem you can't do that. I know the problem you have is Aaron Rodgers runs a team and he's going to want Nathaniel Hackett there. So they might be stuck, but the Raiders can bring in uh, a a heavy offense guy, Ben Johnson, Slowick and, or anybody because Antonio Pierce is great, and I love the scars. I love all that, but this is not a long-term formula. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. So, EJ, I think we've got a couple different things here in terms of a poll, and you can always go to at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter. I refuse to call it X. Uh, <laughs> should Aaron Rodgers come back for this? Number one. And number two, do you think Antonio Pierce should get the job? And it's been only two games against the New York teams. But, I mean, you got to – listen – as Chris Collinsworth told us last night, you can win in this league on heart. Okay, sure. <laughs> like main investor in Pro Football Focus, which is basically just reduces the game to zeros and ones. But yeah, uh, Antonio Pierce definitely has guys mm-hmm. rallied around him, mm-hmm. playing harder. This new, it's not just like new coach, new energy. I mean, I, I think you get that for like one game. You know, like Jeff Saturday last year, got it for one game with the Colts. They go and beat the Raiders and they lost the rest of the way. This seems like he guys are really following him. Because they won that 16-12 crap fest last night? I mean, did come he on. Did you see Devontae Adams dancing in the, in the locker room? And that guy oh, looked like he was the most miserable guy in the NFL. And now, all of a sudden, he's doing the Dougie and he's popping his <laughs> collar in the locker room. He, now he's the happiest guy in the NFL. They beat the Jets at home 16-12. to 12. <laughs> the Good teams do not play 16-12 games. Well, they they are the not Giants a good 30 team. 30-6, but I feel like this show could probably beat the Giants 30-6. to 6. 
Yeah, the Raiders, uh, enjoy it now. I, I think it's going to be re- two really tough assignments coming up against Dolphins and Chargers. One thing about Aaron Rodgers, don't just put up the poll should he come back to this, because I think the huge mistake that is coming up is he's going to come back when they're they're 6-7 and seven or they're 500, where even with the slimmest playoff hope, he's going to say, you know what, I'm still coming back. When we all know the Jets are not going anywhere, he's going to foolishly say, I can do something here. Don't you see Aaron Rodgers doing something like that, even in yes. an impossible situation? <laughs> yes. Say, I problem. could be the white knight. Yes, of course. This is Rodgers been waiting his whole career for this. I mean, is the, as much, like, the more and more we kind of learn, I think, about Rodgers or whatever public face he wants to put out and present to us, he would love this moment more than anything. This but guy the, is, like, built for just wanting moments. But the moment is not going to be with them a 7-6 and six record and all they have to do is win one or two games. I think he's going to come back in an impossible situation. Look at their last four games. At Miami, Washington, that's a good game. At Cleveland, you're going to put Aaron Rodgers up there against Miles Garrett, Maggie? Why would you do that? I would not do that. And then at New England. So Rodgers will definitely be there for that game. And to be honest, I think that's why if you're a Jets fan, I think you got to be rooting for the Jets to get blown out in these next two games. Uh, I think the last night the season ended for the New York Jets. So if you're looking at, well, you're a Jets fan, so you have a, a, key, a right. keen radar for this kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean the last the last night, you does a must win game. Now you're four and five. You have two tough divisional foes coming up. One of those games of uh, being on the road, like it, it, it's over for them. But if they find a way to win one of these games, it's going to continue the Aaron Rodgers fantasy land quest for him to come back from an Achilles <laughs> injury in less than four months. It, they'd be better off losing these games yeah. and then kind of making it clear to everybody that. Aaron Rodgers can't step back on that football field for a team that's four and nine or whatever. Like, like they have to lose these games to keep Rodgers safe from himself. <laughs> as crazy as that sounds, we must lose these games to protect Aaron Rodgers. Honestly, that's it's, what it's come down to. It's the most Jets thing ever, and it's actually would be the smartest thing for them because he would come back, he yeah. would get hurt. This offensive line is not good, and now all of a sudden you lost him for next year too. Yeah. Um, there is like a little bit of a controversy brewing in the chat, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio or twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio. I thought this was kind of a throwaway line, but guys have sort of uh, folks, the weedos, the coffee drinkers, good morning, caught on to this, that Jimmy is not an upgrade over Aiden O'Connell, says Michael Fry. Yeah, and I then kind of agree with that. Maggie's karaoke pants says Jimmy should be done. It's not a specific offense that he struggles in. But then Pine Needle says all Jimmy ever did with the 49ers was win. He's a very decent to good quarterback. And he was in a bad situation with Josh McDaniels. So got a little bit of a, like if the Raiders, I know it's going to be tough, but if they were to keep winning, at some point do you go back to a guy with uh, more experience. But then again, if they're winning, then it probably means Aiden O'Connell's doing something pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, same with the Jets. If the Jets keep winning, then are they going to pull Zach Wilson if all of a sudden they get red hot with Zach Wilson? At least Zach Wilson can run a little bit. Now, I think they would have won the game if he didn't step out of bounds when he dove in for that. That was the greatest play Zach Wilson's ever had in the first half when he scrambled in for a touchdown. (laughs) Fully dove. And Collinsworth, to his credit, is like, now the offensive lineman liked him. And, of course, he stepped out of bounds. The Jets are the – the Jets and maybe the Giants are the two biggest banana peel teams (laughs) in the league right now. They can find them anywhere. No, the Giants, it's not even banana peels. It's just landmines. I I don't even know what you call it at this point. That – 
We'll we'll talk about they, that. Or maybe like, we won't. This is really more about the Cowboys kind of smoking them. Please don't. I'm sorry, man. They're like Joe Pesci and the other guy in Home Alone. Basically, it's not just a banana <laughs> peel. The entire David Stern. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, not David Stern. Uh, Daniel Stern. Daniel Stern. Yeah. <laughs> right. David, David Stern is a former NBA <laughs> commissioner. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> also in Home Alone. It's weird we got hit with an iron. The, yeah, the floor is covered Hilarious. with ball bearings for the Giants. <laughs> Stepping on a nail. Yeah, whereas the Jets, the Jets give you, they're even more dangerous. They give you a little bit of hope. That's got to be the worst thing as a fan. I'm sorry, EJ. But I would rather be the Giants right now than the Jets. No, no, no. See, EJ is a Jets fan where you might get a little hope like in the micro, but on the macro level, you have no hope. Right. I think there's an understanding that this is never going to end well, but you no. want the ride to at least be somewhat enjoyable. And even that can't be, can't happen for the Jets. It can't happen. Like maybe you say, okay, Rogers gets hurt. Maybe they could find a way to be competitive, stay in the race. And they can't even accomplish that because they want to have a million penalties uh, that, that thwarts every single drive. They yeah. want to throw game back bear breaking game, crushing interceptions yeah. on final drive. Like, as you said, they just can't get out of their own way. I mean, you say you're stepping on a banana peel. To me, they're almost like Wiley Coyote. It just feels like they get hit with an anvil just when you think that things are going to go right. Let's hear Robert Sala on the offense shooting itself in the foot. The hard part for me is when I'm watching, you know, you're watching the game. And uh, obviously, like I've said, it's it's very easy to look at the play caller, the head coach, the, the signal or the uh, quarterback. But um, they're moving the ball. You know, today we move the ball. And uh, just penalties, penalties at... Uh, on the old line, penalties at tight end, penalties at running back, penalties, just uh, just dumb, dumb stuff. <laughs> well, why wouldn't we look at the head coach and the play caller when it's the penalties? Like that generally those kinds of things do fall under the head coach. I don't know if that's fair or not, but the Jets get eight penalties for 83 yards compared to the Raiders who only had three. I Penalties, Perloff, generally are a reflection of the head coach, aren't they? Especially the pre-snap stuff. Uh, you've always said that. I'm not quite sure I know the answer to that. Because if you have a bad player who can't block anyone, aren't they going to hold more? Isn't that on the player? I don't know. Isn't it also on the coach to try to... I mean, I know ref- yeah. like a refereeing right now and officiating feels so up and down. But I, I mean, the, the pre-step got, stuff is definitely coaching. But the key, I think the key call was after the aforementioned Zach Wilson scramble, we went out the three, they called a holding on a run play. How do you hold on a first, uh, your second, first and goal from the two-yard line? They called a hold. I didn't think they needed to call that at all. That wasn't on coaching. I think sometimes just you get tough calls. The Jets, yeah, the Jets made some dumb plays, but they they have some dumb players, too. I'm not putting that all on the coaching. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone needs to get an IQ test. 855-212-4CBS. Oh, Jets, Jets offense. I want to be clear yes, about no, that. Yes, the defense is We all love the defense. <laughs> if we could give that defense to a good team, Wow. Quinn and Williams, Sauce Gardner, yeah. uh, Quincy, Johnson. Quincy Williams was Quincy. fantastic again. I thought C.J. Mosley was fantastic again. Jermaine Johnson had a sack. Jermaine Johnson made plays. I mean, they're wasting away one of the best Jet defenses in the team's history on Zach Wilson. And that is exactly what we said last year. I know. <laughs> and I, that's, I, that's, I, that's, that's, the, that's the problem about being a Jet fan is that you're in this never-ending loop of bad offense, can't help great defense, and I saw the Jets lose AFC Championship games on this same formula. Like, when are the Jets going to figure out that in order to win in this NFL, you have to modernize your offense. You have to be explosive. They tried to get Aaron Rodgers. It's just he got hurt. 
I think the Jets' failures have a different flavor because, as Maggie mentioned, Aaron Rodgers seems to be running the entire team. So it's not just the normal, hey, the Jets are messing this up. Now they're kowtowing to this Hall of Fame quarterback, and they're making possibly a bad— I think that's why they kept Zach Wilson. I think you've said that, too. That's why they kept Zach Wilson after week one when Rodgers got hurt. I think 31 other teams in the league bring in a veteran quarterback, but the Jets did not. No, and it's not just like Zach Wilson. They also kept Tim Boyle because it's yep. Rogers' dude who they like went to go see Wicked together. Like, yeah. who cares? Outstanding play. Who cares? <laughs> like, and you just do any, didn't do anything. And I that's... cared. I cried at the end of that Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eight five five two one. By the way, I would kill for an invite to go with Tim Boyle there, Rogers <laughs> to Wicked. Eight five five two one two four CBS. We see a lot of Raider fans. The vibes immaculate, but can they sustain it? And as Antonio Pierce done enough to convince you? that he is the right man for the job. As for the Jets, why would Aaron Rodgers come back to this? You're now, you're four and five. This is going to be very, very tough to make the playoffs. 855-212-4CBS. Coming up, we've got the latest MVP candidate and maybe one of the best stories in the NFL. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. You can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long. You can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL live on the NFL app by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports or on the Odyssey app. Get in the zone. AutoZone, the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. Yes, C.J. Stroud, the new darling MVP candidate in the NFL. His odds went from 90 to 1 to 40 to 1 overnight. <laughs> 40 that's to 1. pretty crazy. I mean, it's still a really long shot, but that's a big jump. Well, it's kind of a big jump, but still 40 to 1. I think that's a good bet. Yeah. But it's they're 5 and 4 now, the Texans. Uh, I think they kind of woke up everybody who I, our producer EJ was a huge believer last week. Now I think the rest of the country is like, oh boy, this team is for real. Well, you go into Cincinnati. Bengals have been one of the hottest teams, if not the hottest in the NFL. Won four in a row. Looked like Burrow was back. Everything. And the Houston Texans came in and played an unbelievable game. It wasn't perfect, obviously. Stroud threw a bad interception late, but it didn't matter because he redeemed himself for it. Yep. And it's weird because you're watching a rookie and you're just sort of expecting, all right, mistake is coming. The mistake is nah. coming. But when he gets the ball yeah. and he's got time and they have a must-score drive, I'm actually starting to trust that this kid is going to find, and this guy, this kid, this young man is going to find and make the right plays. And he yeah. put them in field goal position late, and they walked out of there with a win. Massive. Yeah. I mean, he did make a huge mistake. Yeah, uh, He did make the mistake in the fourth grade. The Bengals. Also, made Bengals mistakes. at the same time should have should have lost that game by two touchdowns and should have won. They're gonna <laughs> really hit themselves because Tyler Boyd dropped an easy yeah. touchdown. Joe Burrow made it one terrible. Th- he made actually three terrible throws, uh, two picks. I think Joe Burrow was reading his own headlines and thought he could do. I know that sounds terrible. He thought he could do anything he wanted last night, and you can't run around for fifty yards and then just find someone downfield because eventually you're gonna throw a pick. Credit to the Texans. I think we're we have a show bet brewing on CJ Stroud's MVP chances. So I still think I, I love this conversation, but everyone's saying CJ Stroud's in the MVP conversation. Does anyone actually think CJ Stroud's gonna win the MVP? If not, what are we doing here? We don't credit guys for being in the MVP conversation. I want someone to come out and say CJ Stroud is going to be the NFL MVP. Well, here's what's keeping people from saying that. People like me who are coming like there first of all, CJ Stroud, not just MVP. 
He could turn around the whole narrative about Ohio State quarterbacks in the NFL. He could turn around the narrative about number two picks overall. I mean, there could be— Number two picks? What? For quarterbacks, there could be a lot riding on this on Stroud's success. But they're 5-4. and four, And I think that's the only thing that holds me back from saying he will win it. Because, listen, Sports Talk Radio, you can't just go halfway for saying he will win it. I don't know if he's going to get enough wins. Like, we know what the voters do. They look at the gaudy, you know, record and give it to the guy who's the quarterback on a team that won 13 games. And it's like, I Stroud might deserve to win it. I think the coaching staff has obviously yep. done an incredible job here. You talk about some of the lesser known, like, wide receivers i mean they're not doing this with the star guys here like tank dell might become a star but this has been so impressive they're not scared of anything and they walked into cincinnati i mean uh, so many teams cannot do this the chiefs can't win in cincinnati i mean a lot of teams cannot go in there and win okay yeah he's great but you're saying he might deserve you said he might deserve it you got to realize who else is in this nfl and who how they're playing right now you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Lamar Jackson, you got Jalen Hurts, you got Tua, you got guys who are, there's a lot of quarterbacks playing at the highest level, so I think he's very, very good, but are you telling me he's already better than Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes? Well, no, I can't say that because those guys have a better body of work. I think that he no. already looks like an elite quarterback, though, which is amazing considering yeah. rookies generally don't look this good in their rookie year. No, I mean, it's statistically, obviously, on on track to be the greatest rookie season of all time. I just think for a 5-4 and four team, everyone gets obsessed with the new. I think there's a little bit of an overreaction here. See, I don't think it's an overreaction. I think we're seeing what we think we're seeing. I don't think this is a mirage. Listen, this was a guy who, what was the whole thing about him in the draft process and watching him at Ohio State? He's the most pro-ready right now. Yeah. Right. And that's bearing out like this is this. This is turning out to be true. He was the most pro ready. OK, let's look at the process. So if they had lost that game to the Bengals, will we be saying this now? Will we be talking I, about his MVP? Odds? So I kind of think so, just because I do think that the quote like the quote unquote moral victories. I do think you, you can get those with a guy's rookie year. Like if you go in and you had this lead on the Bengals, but Joe Burrow does Joe Burrow things. Yeah. And they when they're fifth straight, it's like okay, they. But that was impressive, even in a loss. I think we would have been mm, still be, giving him flowers. They'd be four and five, and the story would have been CJ Stroud had an amazing game, but threw an uh, untimely pick that cost them the game. That would have probably been the narrative. At four and five, Joe you Burrow had two interceptions in the second half. So yeah. right, but that pick that was, was the bad. that was the worst play of the game. the The thing is, if you're four and five, there's no way you're getting the MVP. I think you nailed it. With the record is the issue here. Can the Texans win the division over the Jags? Very possible, by the way. Can they get... I think you need 12 wins to win the MVP. Something like that. And it's just going to be hard. I think they're making the playoffs, but I don't think they're... Lamar's going to have 12 wins. Patrick Mahomes going to have 12 wins. Jalen Hurts will probably have 14 wins. I just think those wins is going to be the key factor. Just like you said, I, I totally agree with that. It, it just, that might be the one thing holding them back. But man, is this exciting. 855-212-4CBS. Let's hit the phone. Shad is in, oh, is in Iowa. Let's talk about Antonio Pierce. We talked about the Raider win last night. Good morning, Shet. How are you doing today? We're doing great. What's on your mind? First of all, I want to say, go Bills. Oh, thank you. Big one tonight. We'll see. Big one. You want to know what's happening, Shad, as I'm watching all these AFC heavyweights fall yesterday. Ravens lose. Bengals lose. Jags lose. I'm like, ugh. Heck, even the two worst teams in our division lost. So there you go. Patriots <laughs> lose. Yeah, uh, the Jets lose. This is setting up nicely here for Buffalo if they can take advantage. 
But I have a question for you. Sure. I want to know what you think about the rule. You know, Antonio Pierce dropped that flag last night on the fumble. Yep. And then you can't challenge that because it gets reviewed upstairs, and then they automatically lose a timeout. They don't allow him to just pick up the flag. And they talked on the telecast about maybe he was going to challenge the spot of the ball. Yep. Yeah. He, which he should have. Yeah. Right, but you can't do that. Yeah, no, it's a mistake he, on the official's part. I mean, you can't well, challenge anything. You though. can't challenge anything, but they screwed up the spot. I understand what Antonio Pierce said. The guy was down there, and they gave him extra yards. So it was a mistake on the officials that he was trying to call out. I just want to make sure right, I'm, but, I'm understanding this correctly, draw- though. I don't think you can challenge anything. Yeah, you can't. That when it no, comes to a he, turnover and there's an automatic review, you cannot challenge any part of that. So he couldn't challenge the spot. He can't challenge anything, right? So they were debating after the play was over, like when you get into the return, can you challenge that? And they sounded a little uncertain, but I guess. Uh, and it even happened in the Giants yeah. game, too, earlier in the yeah, day. Yeah, Dayball did the same thing, right? So yep. I just wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were on that rule. Should they be able to pick up the flag if they were wanting to challenge a spot and the refs were like, hey, you can't do that? Here's my thought on it. And Shad, thank you, and we'll see what happens with our bills tonight. Here's what I kind of think about a referee, and maybe this is a good analogy because yeah. the game was in Vegas last night. I think a good referee is kind of like a good croupier at the blackjack table yeah. where they're like, you sure you want to hit on that, you know? You sure you don't want to double down here? Just sort of give you a little, yeah, like, yeah. you know, hey, I wouldn't split those, you but know, he, I wouldn't split those twos. But he threw the flag, though. He had no choice. I know. But well, like, I think they're, <laughs> they're going to change that rule, by the way, because that was, I, I, I would almost bet anything the competition committee looks at that, because that was not about whether it was a turnover. It was about where to place the ball. So what happens if the guy steps out of bounds on a pick six? Uh I guess you could you could challenge that. Well, I think every part of the turnover gets looked at by the officials, right? Andrew Bogus is here. You look like you know the rule book better than we do, Bogus. I don't know about that, but I think the spirit of why that they have to charge with a timeout is because then coaches will do it on accident, quote, and they get half a timeout while they're being scolded by the referee for throwing the flag incorrectly. There's got to be a penalty for putting the flag down when you when can't. you're not supposed to. No, but no, but, but you're a, getting a half a timeout anyway because it's reviewed. It's a natural timeout anyway. No, 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 but, but, that, but that extended the break because Antonio Pierce puts the flag down, the referee right. goes over, they talk, and then he announces that it's whatever. So that's why you ha- it, it's gamesmanship. It could be gamesmanship. So you have to, yeah. there has to be a penalty for putting the flag down when you can't. Why, you get a full time, you get two timeouts instead of one timeout on a break? What's the difference? Isn't there enough time time in a normal turnover timeout? <laughs> no, I, but still, there has to be a there has to be a penalty for that for throwing the flag because coaches will you... take advantage of doing it. Yeah. They'll say, "Oh, I did it by accident," and they and they and they didn't. So I don't understand. And we probably should say that a guy catches an interception and he runs it in for a pick six, but he steps on the line at a two yard line. So that should be automatic. That's part of the automatic. Any kind review. of the pick whole six, play yes. is... I think the whole thing so gets reviewed. Every single part of it: yeah. the interception, yeah. the return. So were the there official, any other penalties on that play now that we're here and we're looking at it? We've seen that happen before, too, where it's like, we're here looking at this, but we also noticed there was something over here. So they made so the officials in New York made a mistake last. It was a flat-out, just an error. I mean, but was it? I mean, yeah, they be, showed it once, and they talked about it on TV. Well, and Cosworth was, kept saying it was wrong. And it was down by contact. Yeah. But he touched him before he had caught the interception. And I don't know. That's, like, I think that is down by contact. Did they ever bring what's-his-name in to, to, to flush it all out? Because I... It, yeah. I guess they were wrong, but maybe they weren't. And plus, they're supposed to fix those things anyway, too. There's that the secondary 
person that's supposed to be like the sky judge. that can fix stuff like that yeah. procedural yes. things like you spotted it wrong or whatever so maybe they weren't wrong maybe pierce was a hundred percent wrong but i think replay always expands right yes so i i think the rules generally every year they expand replay this is a way to limit replay and a limit challenges, I think they get rid of it. Why limit the ch- you can throw you should be able to throw the red flag anytime you want, in my opinion. That's what Belichick always says. You yeah. should be able to challenge anything. And I think that they're But inside of two minutes, way. I kind of get it because you don't want to potentially lose a timeout on a bad challenge when yes. you are in a moment in the game. Right. But what if and yeah, but what if there was a situation in the final two minutes where the officials don't stop to look at it, which has happened many times. Oh, this is what happened to Sean McVay earlier in the season. Remember he yeah. had a bad call go against them, but it was like two minutes and thirteen seconds, I think, left in the yeah. game and he was out of timeout, so he couldn't challenge. And it's like, Well, you know it was a challengeable call, but the fact that he didn't have any timeouts means you're gonna get screwed on a and I've also yeah. seen under two minutes, the officials, the other teams, one of the teams is running tempo, so they don't want to stop and challenge it when it really was a mistake. I, I think they should expand all this. I don't know what's, I don't think there's that much gamemanship focus. I mean, maybe, no, I mean, I don't think that's maybe you're I'm... an evil genius who's seeing it more than me. <laughs> I think Antonio Pierce made a mistake last night, yeah. but if there's no penalty for throwing a flag, the flag when you can't, then you think guys coaches will, will absolutely do it. All the do time. it. I mean, what have we learned about coaches over this last month with the Michigan design ceiling scandal. I mean, they'll do anything at yeah. any time. Yeah, but you ca- many, it costs you a timeout. Yeah, but in many ways, it's, it's throwing the flag is kind of circumventing the rules because the rule is that's supposed to come from the sky judge or the people that are going to review all turnovers. So if you're going to allow people to throw flags, what you're basically saying is you can challenge because even if you do waste a timeout, you can do what Antonio Pierce did yesterday, which is save enough time to where, oh, he threw the flag. What's he throwing the flag for? Oh, he's saying that maybe they were – that he was touched down. Let's go take a look. Had he not thrown the flag, that would have never happened. So for Antonio Pierce, it might benefit you to to throw the flag and maybe cost yourself a timeout just so you can get the call correct. Mm-hmm. If you don't decide that um, we're not going to take away any timeouts, then there's no stopping any coach from just throwing the flag after a controversial play like that, hoping that maybe They'll just the time alone, in those 20 yes, seconds yes, will allow them something. to say, well, maybe it's something we should be looking yeah. at. But it costs you a timeout. Be right. Doing. That's, so that's, that's the penalty. I know. He's that's saying the penalty. If, if there's no penalty, then you'll do it every time. No, 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 no. no. But if you miss, if you get, if you miss, if they don't find a penalty, it's a timeout. That's why. So if you lose a challenge, you lose a timeout. That's right. the penalty. That's the penalty on any challenge. Right. But the so the same penalty. Be, that's enough of a penalty to keep coaches from doing that. Why would you waste a timeout but, but, on just a, but that's they a random guess? They, they say 20 yards yesterday. Like, that's why you would do it. Because you say, you know what? It's the first half. And, like, you know, Whitehead didn't run. He got touched down early. Let me just throw the flag and say, oh, well, you guys weren't going to look at it. So I'll waste the timeout for you guys to actually look at it right. and see that he was touched down. Just, did you just switch in the middle? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm saying you were saying there should be a penalty. No penalty. Explains you why. I said there's a penalty for it. You like, guys yes. know when you throw a red flag, you're risking losing time. But there's a penalty right. when you lose a challenge. So if you just randomly throw a red flag on a big play, you could lose a timeout. Why I know, people right, but it's not random, that? though. But like, you, that's you, a bogus thing. Weren't you just advocating five seconds ago you should be able to challenge anything with no penalty? No, no, no. You should be at that particular penalty when you when you challenge a play that's unchallengeable, you should not lose a timeout for that. They should just pick up the red flag and say, "No problem." You made a mistake. You made a mistake because I think I think the general rule, you know, basically, you're not going to review the play. You're not going to further review the play. So just pick up the red flag. I think generally, no no coach is throwing a red flag on any big interception because that costs them a timeout. Wait, hold on. We have now spent. Close to eight minutes. This is longer than any drive like, that the Jets like put together last night in that whole game. We've got to move on. Eight, I've argued eight for a long time. <laughs>
point. <laughs> Your mic's not working. Yeah. Now. This is the this is the football gods telling us to move on from this topic. EJ, I think we need Gene Starator on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, Gene, we love Gene. Gene but. and the Weedos have a battle, an Ooh. epic battle. By the way, in May when they reverse this rule, I'm going to laugh at all you guys. <laughs> okay, they're not. We'll give you full credit. If they do that. I'll drive to San Antonio if they do. <laughs> right alongside <laughs> you. Uh, your headlines are sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance, insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and progressive.com. Don't say this often, but what a Sunday for kickers. Not one or two, <laughs> but five game-winning field goals as time expired. The most game-winning scores of any kind with zeros on the clock on a single day in NFL history. Three of them came in the late window. One of them made for a happy return in Arizona. The snap's good. The ball's down. The kick is up. And the kick is good. And the Cardinals win it. 25-23. Welcome back, Kyler. Dave Pash on Cards Radio. Happy to see Kyler Murray back under center for the Cardinals. He threw for 249 yards, ran for a score, also scrambled forever to convert a third down on that winning drive. Feel good. Feel good. Um, just, just happy to win. Uh, out of all of that, that was, uh, that's all I was worried about was winning. This was Kyler's first game since late last season, thanks to that torn ACL. Matt Prater's 23-yard kick gave Arizona a 25-23 win, negating Desmond Ritter's go-ahead TD run with 2.33 left. Ritter was back in because Taylor Heineke hurt his hamstring earlier in the fourth. Riley Patterson's 41-yard kick gave the Lions a 41-38 win at the Chargers. Jason Myers was good from 29 at the buzzer in Seattle. Seahawks 29, the Commanders 26. The Browns <laughs> stole a 33-31 win in Baltimore. And Dustin Hopkins, 40-yarder. And those Texans won in Cincinnati, 30-27 on a 38-yard kick from Matt Amendola. Greg Zerline, four field goals. Some of those should have been touchdowns, though. So the Jets lost in Vegas on Sunday Night Football, 16-12. The Raiders now 2-0 under Antonio Pierce. Josh Dobbs is 2-for-2 as the Vikings QB. They held off the Saints yesterday, 27-19. Derek Carr suffered a shoulder injury, possible concussion in that one. And the Cowboys destroyed the Giants, 49-17 in Dallas with Dak accounting for five touchdowns. Obviously, we wanted to handle them for the you know second second time this season and just happened to be in that manner with that many points and, and the defense playing as well as they did. This sentence is not an exaggeration. The Cowboys won their two meetings by 72 combined points, their largest season sweep of an NFC East team ever. <laughs> Texas A&M <laughs> finally fired Jimbo Fisher yesterday. The Aggies actually won Saturday, but the decision was apparently made Thursday, but they didn't think firing him that close to a game was smart. Neither is owing him $76 million <laughs> to not coach them. The NBA busy last night. Nikola Jokic, 36 points, 21 boards, 11 assists. But his Nuggets lost in Houston, 107-104. That's six in a row for the, for the Rockets. Uh, Kyrie had 35 and the Mavs, 136-124 win in New Orleans. And the Lakers topped the Blazers, 116-110 without LeBron. 
who has a bruised calf. Anthony Davis, 30 points and 13 boards on ice. Our Sharks lost in Anaheim 4-1. Ah. And the Columbus, they can't win them all, or that many at all. Yeah. The Columbus <laughs> crew ran away from Atlanta United 4-2 to take their third and decisive game. The crew now face Orlando City in a one-game Eastern Conference semifinal. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogus, thank you so much. Coming up, the coach that was moved to tears this weekend. We'll get to that. Don't move. Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Learfield Sports with the call there. Yeah, it wasn't an offensive juggernaut of a game. We knew that was going to happen, but Michigan does prevail in Happy Valley, Perloff, and it was not without 15 more bizarre things. <laughs> Let's get to our amazing clue. I got a one-track mind. I'm not going to be speculating. Can let others speculate that. It's time for Maze and Clue. Yeah, no Connor Stallions in this edition, but we do have the 11th hour. First, a suspension that mm-hmm. came down Friday after the show, where Jim Harbaugh, now you probably know, cannot be on the sidelines. Couldn't be there for Penn State. Not for Maryland and not for Ohio State. He's essentially suspended from being on the sidelines for the rest of the season. However. He can coach during the week. He can be there to install game plans and all of that stuff. So Sharon Moore takes over as head coach. He was one of the three coaches who got to take a spin as Michigan head coach for Jim Harbaugh's first suspension that he served earlier this season. That was a self-imposed ban for recruiting violations. At the very last minute, Michigan tried to get a temporary restraining order to block the suspension, but they could not do it because the courts were closed because it's Veterans Day. (laughs) So essentially the Big Ten, or excuse me, Michigan in a statement kind of subtly, not so subtly accused the Big Ten of being anti-military by saying that this came down on the last minute and they couldn't do anything because of Veterans Day. Sort of a little bit of a... Gosh, I, Backhand. I didn't even know that detail. I yeah. was just wondering what kind. What's a judge going to do in this case? How do 
two lawyers are going to sit there and argue about Connor Stallions? Is that <laughs> is that how this is going to work? Hell yeah. And that's just the beginning. There's going to be lawyers all over this thing. So anyway, Michigan, yada, yada, yada. Michigan wins the game. At one point, ran the ball 34 times in a row. They win the game at Penn State. And here was interim coach Sharon Moore postgame. I want to thank the Lord. I want to thank Coach Harbaugh. I love you, man. I love you, man. This is for you. For this university, the president, our AD. We got the best players, best university, best alumni in the country. Love you guys. These guys right here, these guys right here, man. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Talk to him, man. Wow. Thank you, Fox Sports. Clearly, everyone feeling a little pressure. <laughs> wow. And a catharsis after they win that game. Well, which is actually, when you think about it, kind of stupid. Because that game doesn't even matter. They have to beat Ohio State to get in the playoffs. And the game's only 12 days away. Makes me wonder, is there enough time to work all this out on the courts? Probably not going to have Harbaugh on the sideline for that. I think they will. I think this is enough time to get the temporary okay. restraining order. I think this is going to end up being... You know, listen, it's not lost on me that the Big Ten commissioner who handed down this wonky sort of half measure, meet in the middle, weird suspension has been a television executive his entire career. This guy's been a Tony Petiti has been an excellent television executive going back to the 80s. He knows what he's doing here. I think that not that you need extra mojo on Ohio State, Michigan, but wait. But wait, so you're saying this was all a TV plot to suspend him just so he can dramatically get back in, like I, a pro wrestling I plot? I think it. Listen, Ric Flair's already made one appearance in this bizarre story. So I, if he was, I think it's made it even more compelling as opposed to just saying, "Oh, you're suspended one game, and then we're gonna let it go." So if he was thinking about the TV ratings, wouldn't he want Harbaugh on the sideline? I think he's going to get Harbaugh on the sideline. I think the judge is going to put the restraining order in. So, so wait, wait. So Tony Petiti says does want Harbaugh on the sideline and therefore suspended him indefinitely. Dramatic. It's like a, the he's dramatic not Vince comeback. McMahon, Maggie. <laughs> but isn't he though? I mean, he's closer <laughs> to Vince McMahon than he is to you know some kind of bureaucratic suit. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting game too. I think Michigan on the field that blueprint that'll work against Ohio State. They're I think six point favorites right now. I think they quieted the scandal by. 37% by winning that game. Am no. I totally wrong? Absolutely not. No. and also, I mean, if they had lost that game, then it would have been big problems. Well, the over-the-top, there was a moment where they actually could have turned Harbaugh and Michigan into a sympathetic figure. I thought they did for maybe a couple hours on Friday because it's a weird type of suspension. But now, I mean, Michigan, the rhetoric, basically it sounds like Harbaugh's being persecuted here. It's like, you still broke a rule. <laughs> you broke the rules. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, which is a bad sign for one contender. Got it. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For a tax 
Check your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.